0: Father, we receive illumination by your spirit. We receive light. Thank you for a supply of your grace and that we are forever changed. Thank you for our trance. We give you all the glory for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Glory to God. All right. So we've been on a new conversation. We've called it the air I breathe and we've been talking about prayer as a necessity for every believer we've been talking about prayer as a necessity for every believer and we did an introduction to prayer and we talked about the prayer of thanksgiving Um, and i believe that everyone who has participated in this teaching from the beginning up until now has received light all right including myself my approach to thanksgiving is completely different All right, by virtue of the truths that we have discovered together from God's word, thanksgiving is no longer time buying, thanksgiving is not just me trying to be reasonable. I've come to see that this is actually God's will, I've come to see that I'm doing it as a response to His majesty, I've come to see that He's sovereign and He cannot be questioned. I've come to see that there is no limit to His ability, and I've come to understand His willingness. All right, I believe that He's Alpha, I believe He's Omega. I believe nothing catches him by surprise. And as my response to all of that body of knowledge is to bring him genuine thanks, to bring him solid worship, and to bring praise to our King. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, many people say that, um, why do you teach on prayer? Just, people should just pray. Why teach on prayer? People should just pray. And I, I agree. As a church, we, you know, we didn't teach on prayer before we started praying daily. All right, so we've been praying daily and we've been seeing results. Uh, so what teachings like this do is they bring you additional light and they amplify your results in the place of prayer. So we've been giving thanks since some of us, since we were born. We've been giving thanks, but the dimension of light we are walking in now is different. And the results also that we are seeing are different. So I also encourage you to not assume you have a PhD in prayer do not assume that who is this little boy? What gives him the audacity? What were his tutors? What Bible school did he go to? What gives him the, the credibility to say a thing or two on prayer? Well, the credibility we stand on is the anointing and the ministry of his spirit. And we trust God that together, we are learning together. We will receive light, enough light to provoke uncommon results as we continue to build intimacy with our Father. Somebody say, glory to God! All right, I have a couple of questions. I have six questions jotted down. I know that we cannot tackle the six questions. The whole idea is not just to answer questions and to move on, no. The whole idea, as I said, and as I will keep on saying this evening, is for enough light to break forth so that you there can receive, by by you there I mean we together, can receive clarity and amplify our results in The place of prayer. Some of these questions are real questions asked by real people. Some of these questions are whispers by the Spirit of God on my heart. So we have a mixture. I think the first two questions are real questions by people. And maybe the third one is, um, I'm not even sure. (laughs) All right. But we are definitely going to be blessed by the last Sunday, pardon me, last Wednesday in the month of February Eve Jesus tarries, we will have part two of these questions, all right? And we'll do the same for March also. It's important that we are not just accumulating, accumulating, accumulating knowledge, but we have opportunities to ask questions, to pause, to assimilate, to digest, all right, and to receive light. Glory to God. Now, before I go into the questions, our approach to answering questions in this ministry as a template is we are not a discussion group. We are not a support group. This is not cognitive behavioral therapy. When we bring questions to his presence, we come to find out the father's will and the father's. These are not PD's opinions. These are not even a denomination's stand. All right. These are truths, infallible, irrefutable truths from God's word. So it's not like, oh, this is what I think. It depends. It's relative. This is PD's suggestion. Absolutely not all right it is not my suggestion this is and i'm proof is this that any answer that has no scriptural backing just toss it in the garbage immediately you don't have to think and process it immediately there is no solid scripture backing the answer up you have my permission to fling it asap glory to god all right but as a ministry we are we are completely devoted to the primacy. And the integrity of God's word. If you followed this ministry, you would have observed that um, we have a solid biblical worldview. All right, and that's how we are going to be approaching these questions today. Glory to God. All right, so a couple of questions. I think we can handle just three questions this evening so that we don't overstretch the time in the word. The first question is. And if you are watching on YouTube, you are watching on Facebook, and you have additional questions, please send them in. We will try to respond to the questions, all the questions we will try, all right? You can send them also via email. If you have um, questions via email, please feel free to send them, and by God's grace, we will send you answers. We'll take some of them in the service like this, and some we might just have to reach out to you directly. Question one. Question 1, maybe before I read question 1, our anchor scripture for those who do not know Luke chapter 18 verse 1. And he, talking about Jesus, spake unto them a parable to this manner that they ought always to pray and not to faint. They ought always to pray and not to faint. So these are questions about prayer. Questions about prayer. Question 1, is it important to pray aloud Or can I pray quietly? Is it necessary? Is it of any consequence? Do I have to pray out? Do do I have to be heard? Since it is God I am praying to and he sees my heart and he hears me, all right, even without words uttered. When we pray, do we have to pray out? Or can we just mutter words? Or can we pray inside? Can we pray inside? Please do not discard this question and say what kind of question is. Of course, You can pray in the heart of... Please, let's go to God's Word, as we said. We'll pick out answers from Scripture, and we will balance this um, by His grace. So is it okay to pray out, or is it okay to pray in words? The first answer I would like to give, and I will show you Scriptures, is that the account that we refer to as the Bible... All right, technically speaking, the canon of Scripture, which we have, which are the 66 books that we have documented as God's inspired words to us, contains what Scripture refers to as examples and guidelines and guideposts, matters of doctrine, rebuke, reproof, instruction, correction for us. All right, part of what we find in Scripture is documentation of many prayers. Documentation of prayers of Abraham, prayers of isaac prayers of jacob prayers of elijah prayers of Elisha, prayers of isaiah prayers of ezekiah prayers of jeremiah i could literally call all the names prayers of jesus when he walked the surface of this earth prayers of peter prayers of james prayers of the apostle paul prayers of you know these prayers were documented that already gives us an idea that if these people whispered these prayers in their hearts we will not have a record of those prayers. So number one, that's, that should suggest to us that when we pray, we should not expect predominantly to be quiet. All right? Glory to God. I said glory to God. So someone said, well, PD, that sounds like an opinion. So let's go to scripture. Let's go to scripture. First Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. I will read verse 10 and then I'll read verse 12 and 13 first samuel chapter 1 i believe it is or will be on your screen shortly first samuel chapter 1 and verse 10 this is a story most of us i believe are familiar with it says and she was in bitterness of soul now this is talking about anna she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord. So the Bible tells us what she did was pray, and she wept sore. This is instructive. I know we are not teaching this evening, but it shows us here that prayer is different from weeping. And many people mix their emotions in the place of prayer. Father, I'm heartbroken. Father, look at what happened. That's okay. It's human to have a, a, a sorrow or grief response to an unexpected event. That's normal. But we don't weep our prayers, and we don't pray our weeping all right scripture tells us that she wept all right but in addition to her bitterness of soul she found the fortitude to pray it, it reminds me of david and his men at ziklag when they returned and found out that everything was burnt and gone bible tells us that the men cried and cried and cried and cried until they these are warriors now until there was no strength again in them all right but one person there had to arise the bible says he encouraged himself another version says he strengthened himself in the lord and he was able to inquire so it is okay to cry it is okay to weep it is healthy Hear me it is very healthy to cry and to weep but that does not and should not replace what we will call or term to be prayer All right, so we can see here, it tells us Anna had a bitter soul. She was was obviously very, very, very grieved in her soul. But the Bible tells us here that she prayed unto the Lord and she wept sore. Now, verse 12 and verse 13 will give us the exact answers to this question. It says in verse 12, And it came to pass as she continued praying. I want us to pay attention before the Lord that Eli, all right, marked a mouth so this is the high priest now looking at the mouth of anna saying that if indeed she's praying i should be able to tell all right and then now anna she spake in her heart so she did not verbalize a prayer it says only her lips moved but her voice was not heard therefore eli thought she had been drunken I hope that is in your Bible. So as far as the man of God was concerned, you can't say you are just saying these things in your heart. Now, as far as God was concerned, God could hear a heart. And that is the balance there. The balance there is that God, yes, can hear your heart. God can see your heart. But the expectation all right, is that when we pray, we will speak out. It was the expectation of Eli here, and he had a conversation with her, and we know how that story continues. Glory to God. Glory to God. So what exactly is this scripture saying? This scripture is telling us that the expectation is that you will pray out. You should pray out. However, in moments of Deep of, of of bitterness of heart and soul where you've wept and you are, you're obviously not happy and you are gathering yourself together to encourage yourself in the Lord and to make your requests or your supplications or your petitions known all right in such delicate moments you may not be able to speak out and then God is paying attention to your heart I hope we are receiving clarity all right all right glory to God let me show us a couple more scriptures from this question one. Acts chapter 16 verse 25, Acts chapter 16 verse 25, Acts 16 verse 25. It says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Now, there is a little bit of detail there that's left to me. Why? Why is it there? They prayed, they sang, glory to God. But it tells us there that the prisoners heard them. The prisoners heard them. Glory to God. The prisoners heard them. So they were not, no, 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 no. No, no. They knew we were in prison. We we're in chains. We we're all in chains here. Yeah? All right. But there is another direction. There is, a, there, is a, there, is a, there is a propensity of a child of God that I know that when I open my mouth, things happen. So I just want to tell somebody listening to me. Maybe you wake up at five, I are just there. Let's bless the Lord. You are there. Blessing sincerely now. Blessing the Lord in your heart. All right. Let's give him praise. Let's pray in the spirit. Let's pull down strongholds. Let's intercede. Now, if you are doing that at 5 a.m., I can tell you what will happen already. I don't need to be a prophet. You are already interceding in the spirit realm for us. You are back to sleep. <laughs> you are back to sleep. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, so this is scripture instructing us. This is not me trying to be creative innovative. Let me show us one more scripture from the Psalms. Psalms chapter 55, verse 16 to 17. Psalms 55. This is, the Psalm is speaking. It says, as for me, as for me, I love this. It says, as for me. It means that after P.D. has answered the question, after P.D. has given us scriptures, you might still say, well, God has been hearing my heart 50 years now, 50 years. I've been praying in my heart. God has been hearing. So this young pastor from Canada cannot come and tell me, Otherwise, all right. So the psalmist says, "As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me." It says, "Evening and morning, and at noon, will I pray and cry aloud, and He shall hear my voice. He shall hear my voice." Glory to God! You know, as I was preparing this, and I I remember growing up and learning, being literally being mentored in prayer. We didn't like it. My mom, who has recently gone to be with the Lord, mentored us in the art of prayer. We did enjoy it at the time, but you can't stand beside her and you, you can't, you can't, you can't. <laughs> and you tell her God is hearing your heart. Mm-hmm. You will be, you know, adequately adjusted and you will make necessary amen so that God can hear both your voice and your heart. Glory to God. Glory to God. But when you find in scripture that men, women prayed, and the place was, you know, sh- like an earthquake. They were not casually just, no, 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 no. You involve, you involve your, your spirit, your soul, your body. I'm not saying you bring necessarily emotions, but your voice you will pray out. you will pray out. Child of God, you will pray out. Let the prisoners, in quotes, hear you. Let the prisoners hear you. Let them hear you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, so that is question one. I think we have given balance to that. There are moments where you will have no words. And God, in the sincerity of your heart, we will hear and see that there is prayer there, not just weeping or sentiments or emotions, yes. But the default, the expectation is that we will pray aloud, especially for a church like this. You know, things like this have to be mentioned. When we raise prayers or we call prayers, it's not as if you are not sure whether it is, a, it is still a church or it is suddenly a, an empty field, all right? So let us pray and everybody just looking because we are praying in our hearts, no. There's fire, there's fervency that you can tell. People passing by, you might not know what this place is or what goes on in this place, but you sense fire, you sense fervency. It might be two or three people saying, we are going on this vigil together, and I'm looking forward to glory to God. I'm looking forward to those nights in this room, by God's grace, when we can reconvene, all right? And we will pray that the, the, the entire nation will hear. Not just because of of the volume of our voices, but because of the tremendous power that will make available. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. All right. Let's go to the next question. The next question is, if thanksgiving is this powerful, should I only always thank God? Hmm, That's a very good question. That's a very, very good question. If indeed, I mean, look at us in the past how many weeks we've been talking about the power of praise, the power of thanksgiving. For me, it's not just theory, it's practical. All right, indeed, indeed, all of these lessons, and thank God that his word came in season and in time. All right, his word has been an anchor, has been a shield, has been a sucker. So if indeed thanksgiving is this powerful, why Why do we bother do anything else? Why don't we just thank him from the first to the 31st? We don't even need to, and, and I, say this, I say this with a bit of caution because I will answer this question with scripture shortly. All right, but you hear people say things like, oh, I don't pray. I don't pray at all, you know. I just thank God and I worship God. I don't even pray, I don't know how to pray. The only thing I know how to do is to praise and to worship God. And, and we have to, to take statements like that with caution because that is not what Jesus exemplified. That is not what the apostles exemplified. All right, we, we, the fact that we've discovered this, in quote, pardon my word, magical power of thanksgiving. Then the only thing we just use is to worship and to give Him thanksgiving. It is powerful, and all of the model prayers we looked at last week, or is it two weeks ago now? All of them began with thanksgiving, highlighting the power of thanksgiving. We looked at Luke 11 last week or two weeks ago now, what we call our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We saw that there. It, the, but this, the prayer did not end there. That was the beginning of it. The prayer did not end there. We saw in Acts chapter 4, um, from verse 20, all the way down to 31, this was the early church's response to its first phase of of initial persecution. The Bible says they gathered and praised the name of the Lord, O oh God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And then they went on to Scripture. We are still going to break down these model of prayers. They found in Scripture, all right, and then they were able to now bring their prayers and supplications. So, Thanksgiving is extremely powerful. It is how we must approach His presence. It is how we must bring our supplications. But having sufficiently giving solid praise worship and thanksgiving then it is now time to deliver the matter at hand i hope someone is getting this this evening what this means for instance as a church as a church the month following a period of 30 days and fasting we use it to say thank you throughout so everybody knows this is global kicc has done this for over 25 years now every december 30 days fasting and prayer every june 30 days fasting and prayer. Now, as a church here in Canada, all right, we take the all of January, all right, to say thank you, to say thank you. Now, having created such momentum in the spirit, and I'm saying this to encourage someone, watch what will begin to happen from February 1st. Just watch. Because we've made tremendous power available. We've gathered huge momentum in the spirit. Having have satisfied that, all right? And every time we pray, follow me, every time we pray, we begin with solid worship, with deep thanksgiving, but that can't be the only thing we do. Mm. Mm. We have a generation of people who are extremely simplistic, extremely simplistic, and the scriptures does not teach that school of thought. Extremely simplistic. What do I mean by simplistic? You hear people say things like, um, you have an audience with a very wise man, with a very, very, very wise man, or with maybe the richest man in the world. And you see people ask questions like, what is the one thing you did that made you successful? Nobody does one thing to be successful. Nobody. Nobody. That's why we don't, we've not learned the real secrets of the people we should be learning from. Because we are looking for one thing. One thing. The one power. Oh, I took ICC powerful service Thanksgiving. I found the one secret. It's not one. It's not one. It's not one key. He says he'll give us the keys. The keys is not one. It's not one. Thanksgiving opens up and then we come in. Glory to God. I think I've talked enough. Let's go to scriptures. Scriptures. Let me show us an interesting, interesting scripture. Esther chapter five. You, you will think that we have no business going to the book of Esther, talking about prayer. Esther chapter five. I'll read very quickly from verse one to nine just to answer this question on the premise of scripture. Esther chapter five Verse one to nine, Esther chapter five, verse one to nine. It says now I believe it's on your screen, please follow along. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on a royal apparel. Now that's symbolic. It tells us that when you are coming into the presence of the king, what you come in, what you put on, you put on righteousness. You have right there a garment of praise. All right, but that's not even where we are going. It says, and stood in the inner court of the king's house over. against the king's house and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house now we are talking of a human king here a pagan king to its worthy of note, but it's symbolic of a truer real spiritual mystery Mm. it says and it was so when the king saw esther the queen standing in the court that she obtained favor in his sight so this was conditional but the bible tells us in hebrews four sixteen, it says that we are not looking forward to a conditional coming from god it says we can come boldly by the blood we can come boldly to the place i'm just painting allegories here but she in this place needed the king to say come in she needed to obtain this favor to find in the same way we can come boldly to find grace to obtain favor in our own times of need glory to god it says the king held out to esther The golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near. She drew near. Meaning that she could come boldly. So let's follow up. What's going on here? Then said the king unto her, What will thou, Queen Esther, and what is thy request? It shall be even given thee to the half of the kingdom. And Esther answered, If it seem good unto the king, this is the secret power of thanksgiving here. Follow. If it seem good unto the king, let the king and Aman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for him. Then the king said, cause Aman to make haste, mm. that he may do as Esther said. So the king and Aman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. And the king said unto Esther at the banquet of wine. Can you see that? It was a proper feast of thanks. I'm, I'm being symbolic here, but she satisfied the king's pleasures. All right, And the king came back again. Say, so you've thanked me, you've worshipped me, you've, you've hosted me, you've created this feast for me. What exactly do you want? What do you want? Then answered Esther and said, my petition and my request is, if I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it please the king to grant my petition and to perform my request, let the king and aman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them, and I will do tomorrow as the king has said. Wow. Wow. Then went Aman forth that day joyful. Can you see this? Is this in your Bible? Hmm. It says, A man fought, went forth that day joyful and with a glad heart. Hmm. But when a man saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he stood not up nor moved for him, he was full of indignation against Mordecai. Mordecai. Now, this story continues in Esther chapter 7. Interesting story. It tells us that Esther fixed up, fixed up before approaching the presence of the king. We in the new covenant know we can boldly we can come boldly to the presence of the king now this is the key here she came with thanksgiving symbolic came with a feast she came there just to worship no request and the king says what is your request i've just come to worship i just want to you know take enough wine just be merry i just want to and the king was like what's going on ask anything i will do and she says no let's continue tomorrow and she waited until tomorrow what we do in thanksgiving especially for a church like this is we are we are building momentum and the king is saying i see my children i see my children what is it i'll say we are coming again tomorrow 5 a.m we are coming to worship you we are coming to bow before your throne and he's like you guys ask ask me something all right and we are saying the all of january we are worshiping you as a church on sundays the first seven sundays completely praise and worship all right now having done this there will be a point Like in Esther chapter 7, where you will now begin to make petitions, and you begin to make requests. And as you'll find out in the book of Esther, it got to a stage, the king was done answering. He now literally gave his ring and his authority, a blank check. He says, this one you're asking, I'm doing, asking, I'm doing now, I give you the authority. Go and do. Go and do. So yes, thanksgiving is powerful, but it is our access. When we get in, we do business. We do business. And we are going to be, by God's grace, if Jesus tires from next week Wednesday, we progress into the prayer of intercession. Having learned the prayer of thanksgiving, it's not like we've not been interceding, but we are going to amplify the results of our intercession as light begins to come. As light begins to come. Glory to God. I hope this answers are helping you so far. One more scripture before we go to question three. And the last question for this evening. One more scripture. Philippians chapter four and verse six, very very popular scripture. Philippians four six looks like I'm on the same spot today because we're answering questions. So some of you are feeling too at ease in Zion. I don't. Can I can I go this way and read Philippians four six to some of the folks there? It says, "Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving." Somebody say with thanksgiving. All right, let's do that again with Thanksgiving. So, I think this scripture really gives us the answer we need. Our supplications, our petitions, our intercessions, our warfare, as we like to call them, we have victory prayers, will be on the premise of with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. I was watching an interview um, with the general overseer of the RCCG, Pastor E. Adeboye. He said this many times on many platforms and in different places is, I mean, after so many decades of exploits in the kingdom and walking with God, all right, he says the bulk of his prayer, almost 90%, all right, if I quote him well. And you know, he uses, he doesn't throw numbers around carelessly like a lot of us will do. He's He's a seasoned mathematician. So when he uses numbers, he uses them he knows what he's saying. And he says the bulk of his prayers is thanksgiving and praise. In fact, he gave many testimonies of times where he had burning desires, burning burning petitions. And the Spirit of God says, you know, for the next three days, just praise me. Just praise me. All right. So it is true that our praise and our thanksgiving is mysterious. But even if it is the last 10%, the last 5%, the last 1%, so that the king can give you his signature ring, and say concerning this concerning this concerning this command ye me concerning this and you begin to you know maximize the access glory to god i said glory to god all right i hope that was the answer i hope someone this evening is receiving light someone this evening is receiving light glory to god glory to god all right, the final question for this evening that we will consider is on confessions. Very simple con- question. Confessions, how do they work? When I'm confessing, am I praying? When I'm making declarations, does it count as prayer? There was, I'm going to be very candid with you. There was a time in my life as a student on campus that my schedule as a medical student... Now, this is not me justifying, especially for people whose work and whose academics make their schedules really tight. This is not an excuse, but I wasn't praying as much as I, I, I should. As a Christian now, I'm not talking of anything. I wasn't pastor, I wasn't even serving in the fellowship, um, campus fellowship then. Alright, so I'm not talking of a, a demand to step up. I'm talking of basic Christian prayer. I wasn't doing it well enough. Alright, but part of what I was doing well was making declarations, making confessions, and it occurred to me that part of the the unintended consequences of a word of faith movement is a generation of people who are declaring but are not praying, who are confessing but are not doing priesthood. All right, and many think if I just wake up and say, I am the head and not the tail, I am above and not beneath, lines are falling onto me in present places, if I just say that and then I just go out, then I'm ready to take over the day. Child of God, nothing can replace prayer. I think we need to be clear on that. So the question really, I mean it's not prayer. The question is confessions. How do they work? That's the question. How do they work? How do confessions work? Now, the best way to explain this to you, I trust this is the inspiration of God's spirit. I want you to listen. This is the last question. I will round up this evening. I trust you've been blessed. Some of you have taken probably more notes from questions than you have from the actual teachings. How do confessions work? How do confessions work? Now, I'm going to paint a scenario and I know we have a wide audience from various parts of the world joining us, but pardon me to paint a scenario from the city where I grew up, all right, and our approach to healthcare and to to medicine, generally as a people, I'm talking of the culture of the people here. Um, Unlike many developed, or let me say, highly developed societies, um, we still have various health-seeking behaviors and different people's opinions and understandings of causes of diseases and how diseases should be treated. Please pardon me. Um, I went to medical school and, I've, and, and I'm serving Jesus proudly today. Um, it's such a joy to be able to use these illustrations. You know, when you read the, the letters, the epistles of Paul, you can tell his profession. You can tell his profession from his letters because he uses them as anecdotes. Even from Jesus. Jesus, you can tell jesus profession from his examples all right so from my examples you can tell what i spent the bulk of my life studying all right and i believe there's light here that will dawn for someone if you have a complaint you have a complaint maybe you have a headache you have a swelling in your hand or you have pain in your waist whatever it is just a random complaint now there are a couple of ways that you can get a Resolution to that complaint. couple of ways. All right. One of the ways there is you can just ignore it and you hope that it goes by itself. And how effective is that? Sometimes it goes, it's nothing. Sometimes it doesn't go, it's something. Sometimes it's something really big that could have been stopped early. All right. So that approach number one is ignore it and do nothing. All right. We are painting a picture here. Please follow me. Approach number two is you rough it out you're just like i know someone somewhere who had something similar the person mentioned that what they used was panadol they used panadol so um this what i'm feeling looks like what they described so therefore let me just go and buy and we go to we call those chemists back there they were actually pharmacy stores all right that were staffed by sometimes trained pharmacists. Many times, just lay people who are apprentices essentially, but have learned the trade. When they come with a headache, this is what you give. If it's fever, it's typhoid, it's malaria. (laughs) Praise God. And then you just go there and say, I want this. I want, this is not you saying, this is the situation. This is not you submitting to say, this is what is going on, this is what I'm feeling. There's no investigation, there's no. You are just saying, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. And they give you this, give you this, give you this. My friend, my neighbor was coughing last week. She said she used this so I can go pick up and then the cough will go. Now, that is approach number two. Will it work? It might work. You might take the give me this, give me this, and then it's gone. You might take the give me this, give me this, and it gets worse you might take the give me this give me this and nothing happens all right that is approach number two remember what we are really talking about is confessions and i'll show you from scripture why i believe looking at it from the angle of medicine is scripturally appropriate because let me just take you to scripture proverbs chapter four proverbs chapter four so that you can hold your bible there and you can make sense of this illustration remember we've done approach one we've done approach two proverbs chapter four verse 20 Proverbs four twenty. He says, "My son, attend to my words, attend to my words. Not attend to words, not attend to your words, not attend to words from a chemist." He says, "Attend to my words." He says, "Incline thine ear unto my sayings; let them not depart from thine eyes; keep them in the midst of thine heart." And then he says, "For when you do this, having done this, he says, for their life unto those." will find them an elf to all their flesh my words my words so someone is saying what are confessions really confessions are words but they are not any words they are not random words and they are not just you stepping in so let's go on with our illustration so the first person does nothing and hopes maybe or maybe not the second person steps into this store and says give me or as we call it here give me Tylenol give me this this cough mixture works that worked and hopes for the best there's a third person a third person says, I am disciplined enough to know that there are people who are trained and doctors. There are professionals called pharmacists. There is a reason why they went to school. There is a reason why they have a degree. They exist there as health professionals to help us and to guide us, especially in times like this, so that random people are not just going to pick up stuff from the shelves and abusing medications. All right, so that person goes to a doctor and tells the doctor, this is what I'm having. The doctor asks a couple of questions, does a couple of investigations, has a probable diagnosis, and then offers a treatment plan and says, get this, get this, get this, get this, get this. Now, get this, get this will mean you will still go. In fact, truth is, maybe what you were going to buy is what the doctor prescribes. And you're like, why did I just, why did I just, why did I just go straight? Hey. You didn't... There's a reason why you didn't. You, you did the right thing by going through that route. And then you go and buy this, buy this. If you do use it, in fact, a good doctor will tell you, it is not concrete that even having gone through the process, there is a 100% guarantee that whatever you are trying to treat will be resolved. All right? So, someone does that. So, this is scenario now. You do that. Oh, great. Oh, thank you, doctor. I feel better. or oh, doctor... Actually, the addict resolved, but the the, the waste one is still there. He says, Come back, let's look again. All right, let's look again. Let's look again. Let's look again. All right, and he's going to ask you, Did you take your medications regularly? The one that was once in the morning, one at night? Did you take it as prescribed? He said, You know what? um, PD just said when I feel like. So I just took it on Monday, and um, I think that was it all. I still have the drugs. No, I'll take it tomorrow, but I mean, I, I should be better by now. I should be better by now, even though the medications were not taken. The medications were not taken. Now, how exactly does this have to do with confessions? Confessions are words. Words are powerful. Words release power, but not all words release power. There is empty talk. There is vain talk. There is misdirected talk completely misdirected it's like taking time you know for boil all right i'm, I'm trying not to, to, to keep this very simple and very very extremely basic so how do confessions work really confessions there are spiritual release of words of power that have the capacity or right, to work as medicine let me show you Proverbs 4 again so that you can see this it says for their life if they are my words If they are my prescription. It says they are life to those who find them. To those who find them. It says an elf to all their flesh. This is telling us that there is a place for intimacy. There is a place for prayer. And there is a place for confession. Now, let's let's break it down. Jumping straight to confession without sorting out prayer intimacy relationship priesthood jumping straight to confession is you assuming that you know all what you need to know and the guy who who spent 10 years studying to train as a doctor the young man the young lady who spent a couple of years to train as a pharmacist all the health workers that god has blessed us with you are saying they 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 their training is useless as far as you're concerned because you have google And you are smart enough to go to a pharmacy store to pick what you think you need. So what you find people doing is they just go online and they just speak positive confessions and they paste it on their refrigerator. And they say, I am am worthy. I am good. I attract love today. The universe is working in my favor. And they do all sorts. What they've done is they've bypassed priesthood. And those words are empty words that are backed by nothing or at best backed by demons. Because there are many who practice new age religion, and they understand that words also. You see, words are powerful in the spirit realm. Capish? Now, what backs that power might now be the power of the spirit of God, alright, or, or demons can show up there to convince you that what you are doing is working. Please follow me this evening, we're rounding up. So, by person intimacy, by person relationship, you are, you, are, you are circumventing a process that is meant to lead to confession eventually. Because when we leave the place of prayer, we leave with a note of victory. And that note of victory, like the doctor's prescription, is our repeated confession. So, these are not words that I've created. It says, incline your ears to my sayings, not to... Your sayings, not to your ideas, not to how you feel, not, oh, uh, my friend was looking for a job. She said she found in scripture that the Lord will bless the work of her hands. That was our own not in quote. So if I also can say the Lord will bless the work of my hands, then I'm good to go. You will discover that you are sharing a prescription that does not have your name on it. And I'm going to balance this shortly because someone is finally receiving light. The right procedure is that all of, and I will balance this shortly, your confessions must be offshoots of intimacy you've prayed you found it says life to those who find them you found in scripture the words that have now become your confession i can hear you someone is saying someone is saying thank you pd i get it my confessions will no longer be random I now see the place of prayer. I see the place of intimacy. Especially for those of us who have learned to pray in the Spirit for long hours. You live with notes of victory. When everybody is shook and, sh- and shooking, all right, you are standing, not on strength, but on His word. Because you've received a note of victory from Scripture. It, then that prescription can work for you. Someone else can run with it. It will even make sense to them. Look at, this, look at the prayer we read about in Acts chapter 4 from verse 20 downwards. How did they know that Psalm 2 was the right word for that situation? It was a matter of persecution and they were able to pray. Having praised and magnified the king, they said, so why do the Indians rage? why do the readings rage you, you look at scripture and you see how they summoned prophecies from the psalms from isaiah especially psalms isaiah psalms isaiah those as far as i'm concerned i i believe this is personal opinion on not god's word of course the bible tells us all scripture but i believe that some of the most potent pharmacologically active scriptures are found in the psalms and in the book of the prophet isaiah all right and you find those words there. And those words have come alive to you. You might read them to someone else. Why do they use them? It doesn't make sense to them. But to you, you know this is my prescription. My victory lies in this. That's why, child of God, especially when you connect to a ministry, when God gives a word, don't just hold on to the fact that it is our year of plenty and progress. Find what it is based on. Genesis 26. Study it. Study verse 12, study verse 13, study verse 14. Read afterward. Read. Some of us know what will happen in 2022 just because we studied Genesis 26. P.D., what will happen? Isaac stood in the land. Let me just tell you because you've been faithful. You've been listening since. So let me tell you. Isaac stood in the land. He became great. It became very great. It became very great. He says, and the guy waxed. Great. He moved forward, right? Plenty. Progress. You know what happened next? You know what happened next? Go ahead and check it. They begged him. Say, You have become too great for us. Now, spread out. So, from 2022, we are sowing the seeds now of spreading out. We begin to spread out, spread out, spread out, nationwide, continent wide, global wide. And people will be saying, Oh, how did they know? When did they start? When did they do this? We are not running with another person's prescription, we found it in scripture. We found it in scripture. Having said that, I want to wrap up on this note. Please, every confession of scripture is in order. Whether you found those scriptures by yourself from the place of prayer or those were scriptures that corporately you are standing on as a people. What do I mean? In our church, and I'm not talking about KICC, I'm talking about you now in your church, we have these confessions we make after every service from scripture. Given to us by God's servant, God's shepherd of ours, the blessed man of God or the blessed woman of God. All right, but Peter is saying it has to be my prayer. It doesn't have to be your personal prayer. It can be the offshoot of a corporate revelation, given to the servant of God, saying that this is what we are standing on, and these are the scriptures we are confessing. Now, every confession of God's word is potent by itself. Hebrews four twelve, I believe, tells us that the word of the Lord is powerful. Is sharper. So it's potent. All scripture. All right. 2 Timothy 3, 15, 16. All scripture. All scripture. None, not just the Psalms and the Isaiah. I said, please, the Lord can give you your prescription from Genesis. He can give you your prescription from Micah. He can give you your prescription from Nahum. You might just be scrolling through Amos and you find the words that settles you for 10 years All right, but don't just go around running with other people's prescriptions and worse still, not just empty words of affirmation let it be solid on God's word, solid on God's word, someone is saying PD, no 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 you can't close, you can't round up Um, I like the illustration you gave about medicines and doctor's prescriptions but we all know that there are certain medications, they are called over the counter, that means you don't need a doctor's prescription for them and my answer to you is you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. There are confessions that must be found constantly on your lips, without even prescription. Those are confessions about your identity. And those are confessions that help with the renewal of your mind. These are, these are words about who you are in Christ. These are words that you say to yourself. When things want to knock you down, you speak there. I am the head and not the tail. All right, you tell yourself, I am anchored on the word of God. It says that it will take me through the fire. It says it will not consume me through the storms. Those are things you are saying to yourself. Those are our over-the-counter confessions that you don't need to find a prescription there. In the day of adversity, there's already word in you. Standing, standing, standing. which is why we commit to a systematic study of God's word, a system that allows us to consume God's word, not just to study it, but to accumulate it. We study it for life and for light, but we also build a reference for the Spirit to pick from and say, you remember what you saw there? That is the word. Sometimes the Spirit of God is merciful. I've left prayers before, and many will say, maybe you just didn't remember. Living with a word that I had to go and search for where it was because I was never. I had to go search for it. There are times where your notes of victory, the prescription is dispensed to you live there, and you go back and find it. Glory to God! All right, let me read one more scripture. We read this. We read this scripture, um, signed, sealed, delivered. I believe Hebrews chapter three and verse one. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1, and then we'll wrap up this evening. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1, as we wrap up this conversation, it says in the KJV, it says profession. In the New King James, I believe, which is probably what is on your screen, it says confession. It says, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession or of our confession christ jesus Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 and we looked at that word it is a word that places a responsibility on you and me to make the same confessions what your priest has said what the word has said what scripture has said the word of god to us as a people the word of god individually to you promises in scripture he expects to find your homology a repeated deliberate use of your prescription declaring the word of god that making power available let me tell you it is not true that god's power is weak it is not true that the word of god doesn't work it is not true that you pick just one random medicine all right and you now go and tell the manufacturer it didn't work the question is was it prescribed what did you use it for how did you use it did you even use it at all or you just put it under your pillow the word of God works. Please help me tap your neighbor. Say, the word works. Look for another neighbor. Tell them the word works. Okay, if you are, if you are on YouTube or Facebook, put it in the chat that says, say that this medicine is potent. Come on, I, I need it loud that this medicine is potent. Glory to God. Glory to God. I think our time has been well spent. I have three more questions here, but we'll continue next month. If Jesus tires last Wednesday, again next month, we will tackle the next three questions and maybe any additional questions that come on the teaching on intercession or any other questions you have about prayer. I don't know if I should read the next three questions or maybe we'll read them when we tackle them. Maybe we'll just keep them um, for another time. Glory to God. Glory to God. I trust that you have been blessed. What did we talk about this evening? Your prayer should be spoken aloud. Your praise, your prayer should be spoken aloud. As powerful as thanksgiving is, is that the only thing you should do? Jesus taught us, you pray in this manner. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Our model prayers show us thanksgiving, worship. And then we go on to the business. Philippians 4, 6. We bring our prayers, supplications, requests, with thanksgiving. As a church, first seven Sundays every year, thanksgiving having done that then we show up we show up (laughs) we show up glory to god and see 2021 the lord has told us to expect strange testimonies very strange testimonies and god is not a man that he should lie he's not the son of man that he should repent he has given us his word it's our duty to take this prescription and use it so our world doesn't say our doctor is fake or that our medication is not real our god is very real his word is very true his word is active potent sharp dividing piercing cutting navigating healing restoring delivering bringing light bringing direction settling families settling nations glory to god glory to god let's take a minute and say thank you jesus thank you for your word i have received light for some of you your 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 personal prayer just received the boost you needed you know that beyond this over-the-counter confessions, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am I I am not. Some of you know you need to go visits. You need consultation to get the right scripture. A revelation of really, really, really the matter. A proper diagnosis and a proper scripture. And it begins to open it. It tells us that Jesus, he found where it was written of him in the prophets. You found it. They are life to those who find them. Some of us are living this evening, knowing that it is time for me to now visit the Holy Spirit. Not pardon my use of the word "visit," but I use it as a symbol of having that consultation. And you are saying, "This, this, this." If if all is well with me, why, why is this? Those are prayers of inquiry, and it begins to open your eyes to Scripture. It begins to open your eyes to scripture. It begins to give you words. Not just empty words. You might say the words to us. We might not be like a nice memory verse. But to you. You know this is not just a random memory verse. This is the prescription for me in this season. This is the word my life will be built on for the next 10 years. For the next 20 years. This is what this ministry is founded on for the next 50 years. And we are standing on it on that lifetime prescription. Not that we designed for ourselves. But that we found the place of prayer thank you father for a release of your grace thank you father for a release of your grace thank you father for a release of your grace we give you the glory I want to pray for two categories I'm led to pray for two categories of people this evening first and foremost you know we won't round up any service without giving you an opportunity to give your life to Christ which is how we say it really what is going on is you are receiving the life of Christ receiving the life of Christ. I want to pray with you. Whether you are doing this for the first time or you are returning to rededicate your life, I want to pray with you this evening. The second category of people is you are enjoying this teaching on prayer, but still, prayer, prayer is like calculus to you. It's like, it's like German. It's, it's like learning Mandarin. I don't know what else might be a bit challenging to you. It just, the best you can do, really, is 120 seconds. You are are hearing people talking about 15 minutes, and I wonder, what are they saying? 20 minutes, what? Five to six, PD? Does anybody join you? Only for you to discover that thousands, tens of thousands are pressing in for hours, not just one hour, in his presence, seeking his face, worshipping him, and then doing business taking that signet ring of authority and making decrees, issuing entering into the office of intercession settling things, entering into the law court, securing victories and I said how do they do that I struggle, 5 minutes, I'm done I tried the last time to wake up 5am, by 5, 5 12, I was already knocked out, I don't know how you guys do it let me tell you how we guys do it we found his grace we found his grace it's not like we have more problems any prayer life that is filled by problem cannot stand the test of time something will give something will give if you're, if the reason why you are seeking his face doing vigils is so that he can do that thing something eventually will give then we will see will you continue will you continue with your fasting will you continue with your prayer will you continue with your vigils was it about the growth you needed was it about the promotion was it about the healing now that you know that the healing is not coming, now that you know that the promotion is not coming, are you done? Is that the end of your prayer altar? It's not like we have more problems than people. We, we've just found our King and we discover that there's more. There's more in Him. And His grace is sufficient to help us to unravel the more. And I want to agree with you this evening that that grace, it's, the scripture calls it a, a spirit of grace and supplication it's hunger you know the way you you really want to go and watch your favorite series there's a new episode out you can't wait you can't wait you know your data is 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 approaching the end of its cycle but you don't care you just want to watch it in the same way prayer becomes something you just can't wait to do you are driving you are praying under your breath you are speaking there in the spirit. It's not even 5 a.m. yet, but you are already awake. You are saying, Father, I pray for all for, for PD or whoever is leading the prayer this morning. Thy word in season. They will seek clearly precision. As you seek your face, let testimonies follow. Let it not just be one wasted hour. He wakes you up before time and he finds you available as a vessel. I want to pray for you. You might say, <laughs> this, this is one prayer we need faith for yes it is not your ability it is not even my ability it is his ability Let me, let's pray father thank you for your sons and daughters under the sound of my voice making a decision for you for some for the first time for others returning saying we've strayed away i ask that the joy of salvation will fill their heart as they acknowledge their need for a savior believe that you are the son of god you died you were buried crucified but you are no longer there. You are very much alive today and you want to live in them. You want to live through them for your glory. I ask that your spirit will fill these ones. You will empower them to live a life that brings you glory. For as many who are returning, I ask for an infilling of your spirit and undeniable encounters that they will find their place in you and they will stay with you to the end. I pray for as many who struggle to pray. Who struggle to pray as many who have been motivated by life's challenges and they become disappointed because they are they, they needed fire they needed they needed this fire to be put off in an emergency but no relationship had been built and they've left disappointed they've concluded God does not answer prayers he's not real he's a wicked God on behalf of each and every one of us we ask for your mercy and we'll pray for a supply of a grace for supplication the spirit of prayer to engulf us that will begin to seek you for your face we know definitely when th- that your hand will move is not, is not the question but to seek you genuinely to seek you genuinely to seek you genuinely to unravel mysteries in the spirit as heaven as continues to seek partners on this side of eternity to do kingdom business we ask that you find us you raise us you creep us from our two minutes we will graduate to tarrying longer and enjoying intimacy with you. And based on the strength of our intimacy, we will begin to command victory in our world. Thank you, gracious Father. All praise and honor be unto your name. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Come on, if you've been blessed this evening, and if you want to join us to celebrate these ones who have just become a part of this wonderful family, please jam those ends together. Give the King a big shout! Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at infoinfo I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca. God is doing amazing things in our midst. we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you. Thank <smell noise> you.